The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. As we're recording the show today on Friday, you might have difficulty calling that number. You might have difficulty getting online. We were having difficulty at the office because we're on Rogers and we, uh, Jerry and myself, I'm Jeremy Wiseman, this is Jerry Correa with us, and we just booted it right down to chorus and here we are back in our old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. A lot of things have changed, Good to be back. Um, except that we probably sound better than usual. Probably. Um, we're, we're also, we yeah. should let the audience know as they're listening on Saturday and Sunday, we're, we're sharing a mic like the Beach Boys. <laughs> That's right. Sharing we're, a mic, very close and personal fireside chat. It's a... Uh, it's a new experience. Yeah, we're having a fireside that. chat, which, by the way, when the power goes out or the market goes down, it is common for us to huddle in one space. And it's very true. Um, although I have to say, Jerry, you know, look, we have to talk about the markets going down. Um, great, great buying opportunity for silver, sub $20. Um, but let's discuss why it's gone down. Uh, but I have to say... You know, we've been through this so many times in the gold and silver market, and this is the most relaxed I've felt about any pullback in the market, just because I see the board so clearly of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And um, even just, uh, I'll give you an example, even just talking to a new client and their reasons for getting into gold and silver at this point in time, right? They're not thinking about necessarily... How do I time the specific price in the market for gold and silver? But they're looking at equities not feeling like a good place with supply chains, um, you know, uh, just everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, with the economy itself, which, by the way, how are you enjoying the recession? Yeah, you're, you're, you know, life is definitely throwing us curveball after curve, curveball, it seems. And, you know, with regards to recession, even though you can't say that word, um, today, it's they won't, uh, you know, recognize that, yes, we are definitely in a recession. Um, you know, being positioned in precious metals, you know, financially speaking, it gives you that peace of mind knowing that you are on something, you are invested in holding something that is literally um, eternal. I mean, it's been around for thousands of years and it always has been recognized as global money. So in the markets and, you know, the you know civilization, we will have cycles. Uh, but in times of cycles and resets and shuffles, you can bank on precious <clears throat> metals. Yeah, and you know to echo that with what, um, as I was mentioning, just talking about a new client and what they're seeing and what's bringing them to gold and silver, it's, like I said, it's equities not feeling comfortable, it's inflation is so in your face, and I, I mean, I don't know how the government finds 8% inflation. I, was it you yesterday showing me on Instagram all the different, how much things are going up? It was like one after the other, gas is up. Oh, Everything's double no. digits, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Everything's up double digits, and yet the government's headline inflation is 8%. Obviously, if we went back to before Clinton changed how they did the math on these type of things, we'd be seeing much, much higher in inf- inflation. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's no way the Federal Reserve is going to actually fight inflation, which means raising the interest rate to a level that is at the real inflation rate or higher. They're nowhere near it. 
if they're saying it headlines at 8%. Mm-hmm. So it's really all just hot air talk from them. And it's only just a matter of time before they start reversing course. That's right. And when we look at the expectations of further, we're talking about interest rate hikes for the purpose of quelling inflation. You know, traders on Wall Street and even Bay Street, we look at dot plot, this expectation of, you know, how how do the traders today see the Federal Reserve or our central banks going forward in July and August and September? We are now seeing certain traders <clears throat> now pricing in a potential pivot and a reversal. So this is only a couple months away, Jeremy. So when we look at, you know, price pullbacks and we're keeping an eye on for silver at about 1874, that would be that would be my base. But you know, when you see pullbacks like this and often really oversold, I'm very comfortable with someone getting into the market at these prices, at these at these entrance points and not really, you know, looking for the need to price and time the market. This is beyond that. When you have inflation and that pill of knowing that inflation is definitely higher than 8.6. Just trust your gut. Trust the pumps. Trust the supermarket. You know the prices have, you know, your fuel has gone up 50%. So, you know, for them to tell us it's only 9%, you've lost trust. And it's a very difficult thing to get the trust back when it's the same people telling you the nonsense. Well, I think that, you know, talking about the dip in the market, that, you know, on the one hand, anyone who's, who's trying to get into the market now for the reasons we kind of discussed uh, just here briefly, it totally makes sense. Price looks great. But for someone who's been in the market for a while, they're obviously going to be feeling some frustration this week seeing the price come down. Now, the price came down because the dollar got strong. Do you Have you seen any information on your side as to why the, do- the U.S. dollar was getting strong? Because it's pretty clear that algos are forcing the trade here. You know, dollar gets strong, oh, sell gold and silver on paper. Yeah. We've got to make that distinction. We'll talk yeah. about that in a minute, but go ahead. Yeah, the expectation of further interest rate hikes and recession fears are resulting in rising U.S. Treasury yields and rising U.S. dollar index, which is the U.S. dollar versus a basket of major currencies. And that is the only thing going up. It's not your portfolio. It's not gold and silver. It's this index of the U.S. dollar versus all these weakening currencies, especially euro. We'll probably experience parity very soon. So, yes, it's definitely something that you have to know that it's technically driving metals lower based on algorithm trading at the exchanges. It's strictly electronic, Jeremy, as no one is selling physical gold and silver back. Now, both gold and silver are, are precious metals, but that, which typically enjoy safe haven appeal during times of uncertainty, uh, while other asset classes don't likely increase during volatility. And that's something that precious metals tend to benefit from, this volatile period. So we have that on our side as well. When you look at the T-VIX and the VIX, position in metals because volatility is coming. Now, we'll talk about the unsustainability of the U.S. interest rate hikes a little bit. Because we know when we talk about the U.S. Federal Reserve, we're, we're watching what they're doing. Because the U.S. has the world's reserve currency. So it revolves only about what they do and what they don't do. Now, 8.6 is the rate of inflation. If you want to quell that, you got to go 9. You got to go 10% interest rate hikes. You don't squirt a water pistol at it with 75 basis points. So, right off the bat, it's a futile move. It's not going to do anything much. But their goal is to get to 3%, which is a failed policy right there. Now, what's happening with the with the market is that every time they go up 1%, 
on $30 trillion in debt. That's an additional $300 billion in interest payments. And their goal is three. Well, that's an extra $1 trillion in interest that they simply cannot afford, that it's unsustainable, and they haven't even paid down the debt. So this is why the traders are now pricing in the inevitable, the big reversal, the big pivot, <coughs> and the central banks, they have one they have one tool only, and that's the jawbone to try to wiggle their way out of it. But and, well, and printing money, which at this point, now they're locked in, right? Now it's raise interest rates, kill the economy, uh, print money, kill the currency, which kills the economy. So they're really finally trapped themselves here. And to your point just before about the, uh, about the cost of, of interest rates going up and servicing debt, all of a sudden... You know, if you qualified for a million dollar mortgage mm. six months ago, right. you're probably only qualifying for 700 or 800 now, if not less. So the pool for for higher real estate prices and those who could could acquire at real estate at the higher prices, that pool is going to start to shrink as the as the rates start to climb. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the effect of that right now. The report came out this week that new home sales are down year over year by 40%. So it's immediate. You know, if you're not qualifying, you're not qualifying, you're out of it, you're going to have to rent. And we see the price of rent going up. So, you know, nervousness is starting to, you know, peak, I think we're getting to a point where it's climaxing, people are getting very concerned now. And that number one concern, as, uh, as we're listeners of the X-22 report, uh, the number one concern in the States after the, after the poll was it wasn't Ukraine, it wasn't Russia, it wasn't hacks, it was inflation. That is the number one concern with, with the Americans. And I'm, I'm, sur- I'm sure the Canadians would echo that sentiment as well, that inflation and not, being get- not getting the answers that you're looking for. I've spoken to about seven clients this week who were dealing with their financial planners who were just side sidestepping the issue of stagflation which is what we're experiencing we're at the beginning of stagflationary of a a stagflationary period which will kind of be reminiscent of the 70s and 80s where you have tremendously high inflation and low low growth and 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 not only that but you had you had fuel shortages right you had long lineups at the pump that too right we don't have that yet but did you see that um instagram post of uh, the Teslas all lining up for, for, miles, yeah, for the charging stations. There must have been like 10 charging stations, but like 40 Teslas waiting to charge at this station. And the the person filmed it all. They said that looks like about an eight-hour wait yeah. to, to get there. I yeah. mean, I guess it was like 20, 30 cars because it's, what, a few hours to, to charge, And, right? and talking about that, I mean, just, just this past week as well, you're talking about electricity, ele- the Green New Deal and the Green Revolution. You know, we all want to do our part. We understand. But when we talk about how sustainable something is, this is definitely not sustainable. When the European Union this week uh, came out and, and included... Uh, the certain certain fossil fuels and certain natural gas and nuclear to be included oh. in the as green energy. Oh, because they had to pivot, and we're just seeing yeah. pivots left, right. Well, and center not there. only that, but like look at today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, h- imagine being strictly on a crypto world, and the internet goes down. I mean, this is very new to Canadians, not very new to many countries around the world. I yeah. mean, these kind of like rolling internet waves crashing happens in India all the time and it's happened all around the world mm-hmm. right um, so yeah and all of a sudden all these all these stores that sorry we don't take cash sorry we don't take cash guess what you can take cash today mm-hmm. you're taking cash today and if it got any worse than that then 
eventually you go, well, you can take some silver too. That's right, it's a UV, um, yeah. Speaking of which, you should get some maybe some silver maples in your in your um, Love them. in in your possession. You can do that at Guildhall Wealth. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. I think there's going to be so much more to come here on the Real Money Show on AM six forty, and we'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. At Guildhall Wealth, we only deal in actual physical product. If you're looking to hold it in your RSP, your TFSA, the physical product is what you're purchasing. It's getting put into a sub-account at Brinks, which is an independent, outside the banking system vault, fully secured, fully insured. You retain complete ownership of the product, no counterparty risk. It's actual physical product. Now, that includes if you want to buy it directly from Guildhall as well or just have a depository account outside registered accounts. Now, Jerry... We've seen the price of gold and silver coming down. If you have the means, you'd be very excited about it. This is definitely a back-up-the-truck moment, although I'm sure those who have been in the gold and silver market for a decade are probably sick of hearing back-up-the-truck moments. But nonetheless, if you had the means, you'd be buying more. Mm -hmm. If you were new to the market, what a great opportunity to get in. But let's talk about the sell-off itself. This is strictly paper, mm-hmm. strictly paper. We've yeah. had at Guildhall in the last, I think, two weeks, we've had two sell orders. I had uh, a sell order for a husband and wife within an RSP. They sold off, I think, eight ounces of gold combined. They wanted to sell off um, at around where they originally purchased. Only a couple years ago they bought in. Mm-hmm. And you had a, 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 a similar experience, yeah. right? Yeah, similar experience. Um, uh, the investor was just taking some profit, and I believe he was going to be starting up a business. Um, he initially sold a natural fancy colored diamond um, <coughs> successfully on that, and he turned around and and made some profit as well on his gold and silver. So hats off to him. It was a successful tra- uh, transaction. But yeah, net net buying, that's all we're seeing. We see very little selling. I would say approximately 3% or 2% of our overall clientele <clears throat> over the month have been sell orders and very small at that, maybe just to raise some cash to pay for some rent or I don't know. You know, yeah, we don't I, really get, get I've only it. I've only had those, those two, the husband okay. and wife myself. Um, but it's to show, to demonstrate that this is a paper move. Now, a lot of times, and again, depending on which side of the coin, pardon the pun, that you're sitting on, if you've been in the market for a long time, maybe you're frustrated. If you're new to the market, this is an incredible opportunity. And yes, probably one of the last. Why is today different than before when we've said back up the truck before? Because we've heard this many a times, right? Um, in 2020, the price went of silver went down to $12. Mm-hmm. $12. Um, and then it rocketed up to 31 In 2008, silver went from $21 down to $8. Mm-hmm. And over the next couple of years, it rocketed up to $48. Mm-hmm. So we know that these pullbacks, in this case, it's not, uh, we're not going to sit here and say, oh, it's by design, it's full manipulation. I don't think it's that. I think it's literally, maybe a little bit. One of the things that I should change my, my tune on that a second. One of the biggest 
takeaways from this recent pull pullback in the market is that the commercial banks are now net long. Can you tell us a little bit about that dynamic and why that is so important right now? Well, it's really about following the smart money, the commercials. Uh, they are now net long, so they're no longer betting on the price of silver to drop. They're no longer going that aggressively to bet against precious metals. We are seeing the price action come down. However, what we're seeing behind the scenes is a lot of buyers coming in, a lot of producers taking delivery of metals. And as a result, the, the wholesalers, even the refineries, they're not budging. They're raising their prices. The premiums went up this week. So we're watching the smart money, the big money at the same time, the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is very telling. When you have exchanges globally, the London Metals Exchange, unable to deliver on the physical deliveries of their contracts, they, were, they, they literally failed. What is that? It's a default. If you can't deliver, you're going to default, which is why they're now seeing lawsuits. This is one of a handful of major ex exchanges, and nothing is really different about any of them. They've been involved <clears throat> in a lot of derivative selling, a lot of paper selling of precious metals, artificial supply. So you can call that manipulation because when you create supply of something on paper, you contain the price. But as those get destroyed, as those contracts become null and void, you really see the coiling effect of precious metals. It's gold and silver. They are coiled springs, both of them. And in times of stagflation, nothing's going to stop this. And where we go, you know, back in the 70s, gold went up eightfold. Silver went up 11-fold. 11-fold of silver today at today's price. We're in a couple hundred dollars, Jeremy. That's amazing. The number 18778-SILVER, yeah. the website guildhallwealth.com. You know, I, w it's amazing to see the banks go long. It means the people we've been against for, uh, you know, a decade plus, two decades, are finally on the same side. Um, they know which way the wind is blowing. It's the hedge funds that are, are sh going short because it's like algo trading in the sense they see the dollar go up. Let's get into let's sell the, the commodities on paper, not in not in physical form. It's not just gold and silver. It's kind of the whole commodity complex is selling off as a result of a higher U.S. dollar. But that as well, anyone with with, a, you know, a, a nut brain <laughs> size, a, a brain the size of a nut <laughs> is, is going to be able to see that the U.S. dollar cannot maintain this kind of strength going forward mm -hmm. and that it's it's shall I say transitory, Jerry, Absolutely. Uh, the, US, the U.S. dollar strength. And so when that starts to fall, when the Fed pivots or, or they start printing money all of a sudden, because they might just say, okay, we're going we're gonna to uh, pause interest rates, but we're going to keep printing money. And all of a sudden, bang, the, the price of gold and silver are going to take off. So this is just an incredible, incredible opportunity. But you were mentioning something about premiums going up. Mm -hmm. Okay, not only have premiums gone up in the physical market for gold and silver, but we are still waiting on product that we ordered back in March. Good point. Yeah, that's right. We're still waiting on product we ordered back in March. We keep ordering product consistently, and so we've got product coming in, but there are products that we're waiting on that we purchased in March at higher prices. Mm -hmm. That's right. And it's still not in, because if it was in, it'd be great. We could sell it, replace it at the lower price. Yeah. That's fine. But... It's amazing that you look at the supply fundamental and you say, 
we're waiting on these deliveries. The premiums are going through the roof. You're watching the paper price go down and you're going, this is a psyop. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. you've got to be counterintuitive in these situations and have to be able to appreciate the leverage that's on the paper mm-hmm. of that synthetic supply versus the actual physical real world. Mm-hmm. And when the internet goes out, Jerry, you start to really appreciate the real world. Absolutely. You know, we've seen yeah. trillions get wiped off the table in cryptocurrencies, right? Just wait to see what's going to happen when you have a finite amount of gold and silver in the world. We are watching Exter's pyramid collapse on itself, which mm-hmm. is to say that gold is the peak of an inverted pyramid mm-hmm. of the money system. Mm-hmm. And we often try to you know, explain it, but you really have to search that if you have the internet somehow magically back this weekend hopefully it's back tonight <clears throat> but look up extras pyramid pyramid it's a great visual of all of the asset classes that you can park your money and if you look at it, it's an upside down pyramid and at the very peak at the bottom is your gold the smallest but largest uh, market in <coughs> the entire world on top of it you have the toxic derivatives just rumbling and piling down on the rest of the space. But when you have power money, which is what gold is called at the very bottom, you're safe economically. But we, as we know, we're just, you know, a week week after July the 4th, the United States celebrated their uh, their Independence Day. And I just want to cite what uh, Thomas Jefferson, Jefferson, who understood that paper is poverty. It is the only, it is only the ghost of money, he said, and not money itself. So when we are being faced with what in reality exists, look, a lot of these financial planners can't even explain what a derivative is. Lawyers can't explain what these derivatives are. But the fact of the matter is there are quadrillions in toxic derivatives still on the balance sheets of major banks. And banks are going to feel it. But more so, with the US dollar, we have to look at Okay, they're raising rates. There's a lot of hot air from the Federal Reserve. So the fundamental of you know, major nations moving away from the world's reserve currency, the petrodollar system, the crosshairs are on that system. It is a dying market. It's a dying dollar. As I mentioned last week, every single reserve currency died. It fizzled away and, and it, been, it was replaced with something else. And just last week, the, the BRIC nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they started to form their own block, currency, a basket of currencies backed up with gold. Why gold? Because it, as Thomas Jefferson understood, gold will preserve its own level. It's, it's, it's the anchor of all money. And when you have that in your possession, you can now pivot with the, the, the pressures against your money whether it be sanctions, whether it be locking your bank account, whether it be you can't tap with your Interact. <laughs> so you're, 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 you're kind of talking about being independent, right? And being self, self-sustaining in the sense, being your own central bank, right? Um, so that you're not dependent on the system in a way because the system's getting very fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what we're seeing right now. And, and the difference between, of course, 2008 and what we're seeing today is 2008 the system died and they kept it they kept it going pumped it with money and just kind of you know monetary methadone as Gerald Salente coined it <laughs> and um, you know to me it was like weekend at Bernie's for for a decade 
But that's it. It's over. The The currency's done. It's it, You need a new system now. Just like you were saying, these these fiat currencies do not last. Mm-hmm. So the, the new system has to be ushered in. What is that ushering in going to look like? Is it going to be a smooth transition? Is it going to be an organic, crazy transition? What I believe personally is that if you have physical gold in your possession, you're you're much more prepared. There's a lot more to be prepared about. Right. But I I do feel if you have the physical gold, that you own physical gold, you are protecting your wealth. If you have some physical gold or silver in your possession, even better, you're going to feel that much more prepared. Right. So I feel like that's what we're starting to see. And then, you know, as you as you mentioned about the BRICS, Russia obviously backed its currency with gold. And now we're seeing another country talking about physical gold, which is Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. They've experienced crazy inflation, 100% inflation, over 100% inflation year over year, multiple times. And they're finally coming out and saying, we're going to offer gold to our our citizens to protect themselves Mm -hmm. against the destruction of the currency. Mm -hmm. I mean, there you go. There you have it. Mm-hmm. You know, Nixon in 1971, all he really had to do was say, you know what? We're going to revalue gold to $400 an ounce, pay our creditors with the gold, which is now revalued up to the proper price, and we'll have plenty of it. Mm-hmm. There's none of this. Well, we don't have enough gold to give our to give our, our creditors. Mm-hmm. No, you, there's always enough gold. You, you have it pegged at 35. Let it go up to 400 and pay them back. Mm-hmm. It would be the easiest answer right now to any country that's got gold. Let's revalue gold. We'll get rid of the debts. Thirty million, no problem. Gold, get get your bottom up to twenty five thousand dollars an ounce. We will pay off the thirty trillion dollars in debt. Revalue, Gone. And carry on. Yep. Start again. Yep. What was that? Revalue and carry on. <laughs> the but number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. This is the Real Money Show on AM six forty, and we'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. We are huddled together in a studio at Chorus Radio. Very excited to be back. Very excited to be back. I don't yeah. know if that's the right way to say it. But excited to be here. Um, we're talking about gold and silver. The prices, the paper prices are down. Love it or hate it. But before we get more into that subject, Jerry, we're going to be introducing a new segment here on The Real Money Show. Um, please tell our audience about what we're going to be doing going forward. Yeah, for sure. As we're noticing a lot of optimism in in business leadership and business leaders, their optimism is dropping, you know, coming off of our, this is our 20th year in business. Um, we just want to be, we want to kind of dedicate a portion, a segment of the show to start interviewing owners of small businesses locally. Uh, which we're, we're which we're going to be calling hashtag SOS business or spotlight on small business to hear about their story, how they have dealt uh, and are dealing with challenges and hearing about their successes as well. So yes, 20 years here at Guildhall, very humbling. So we want to be able to use this platform to help businesses share their voices and hopefully grow their businesses and start, you know, start booming once again. So we really look forward to that. That interview is coming up next week. So you want to stay tuned for that. Excellent. Jerry, gold, silver, they're down. Silver's down below $20. Some people are going to love that. Some people are going to hate it. 
some people are going to be just very frustrated by the fact that maybe they've held gold for a long time, silver for a long time, and here we are. It's being it's being hammered down. Gold's broken below eighteen hundred dollars. Silver trading in the low nineteen dollar range. What would you say to someone who's feeling the frustration of, you know, I've held this for five years. I thought it would have been much much higher by now. Mm-hmm. What what would you say to comfort them? and let them feel like it's still the right place to be. Yeah, it does it does matter about, you know, we still want to have that performance aspect, but when you have the realities of what what's happening to our money, our currencies are being destroyed. So certain assets that you're in, whether it be a stock or real estate, it's denominated in a currency. So we have to realize when we sell that asset, you're going to be jumping back into a failing currency. So the idea would be to now convert out of your failing currency and into a solid boat, a ship in gold that has navigated the, the, the roughest waters. And, you know, we're, this is not a day trade. We have to see this as something a little bit longer than short term. We've been enamored with, you know, to the moon statements with crypto and the quick flips of the of the real estate market, which is all well and good. I mean, we have we have uh, we have traded in those markets as well here at Guildhall. We're not we're not uh, you know just solely in gold and silver. We do we did believe in diversification, but at this moment in time, when there is nowhere else to go, you want to be in something that will provide you with um, p- protection against things like inflation, because. If, for example, you know, my client was offered something by a financial planner, a particular fund, this ETF that was run by BlackRock. Okay, so right away, it just went against my convictions. I said, no, I don't want anything to do with it. But I looked at the numbers. It was offering a yield of uh, 3.5%. But when you factor in 8% inflation, you're actually minus 4%. So if you're not gaining more than 9%, 10%, you're just breaking even. And I actually had to look at the prospectus because I wanted to actually delve deeper into this particular fund, which was run by an ETF run by BlackRock. But BlackRock had a statement, an explanation from their own site on the reality of negative yields. They wrote, but now with economy still chugging along and yield eating inflation rising, investors are pulling back into treasuries. The result is real yield dynamics plunging to record lows in the U.S. with a 10-year U.S. Treasury yield around 1.3%. Inflation expectations are around 2.3%, which is actually 8.6 now, and a real yield of negative 7%. So this is actually coming from Black uh, BlackRock through Bloomberg from last year. Just one year ago, they were saying that you know this is when inflation was at 2.3. Just last year, Jeremy. <laughs> fast forward one year, we're at 8.6. A lot higher. We're in the teens in inflation. Yeah, you know, I I would say I would say just you know hold on, see see where things start to go after summer because we're only halfway through 2022 and it has been already one of the craziest years I've I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I think as far as Guildhall is concerned, I think we've had maybe one week kind of towards the beginning of the summer that was a little bit quiet, um, and I think that. I don't know if you saw uh, Rafi Farber from Endgame Investor, but he was talking this week about the fact that there's now going to be a contraction in the money supply, and that's only ever happened a few times, and every time it's happened, there's been a major stock market crash. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, look, the the dollar 
is high right now. Um, I've heard it said that it's the best horse in the glue factory. Um, as as Paul would say at Guildhall, it's the, the best house on the worst street. It, there There is nowhere for it to go. There is no value in it, and there's no value in any currency right now. So what we're actually viewing is the machinations of a paper market. Mm-hmm. You have to separate yourself from the machinations of the paper market and say, I have my physical. Thank you very much. Better to be a month early than a day late because when the market starts going up like crazy, am I going to be able to get into the physical market? So I think for those who are new to the market, what an incredible opportunity. You have a chance here to buy um, a bit lower than usual, which over time is going to give you that much more confidence. Personally, I'm not one who really cares about uh, trying to time the market because I'm not going all in at once every time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've bought gold all the way along. I bought it at 580 and then it dropped to eight, dropped to five hundred dollars. I've paid I've I've paid as high as nineteen hundred dollars an ounce um, mm-hmm. in in two thousand thirteen. And of course, it dropped all the way down. Although the exchange changed, so right. it kind of st- hung around sixteen sixteen fifty Canadian at the time. So it didn't come down that much. Um, I like what Jim Rogers says. If it gets cheap enough, I'll buy more. That's right. But I haven't sold any. Smart, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're in a position to take advantage of dips. By all means, take advantage of the dips. But when the market does start running, and believe me, these type of pullbacks in the market are cleansing. Mm-hmm. They are cleansers. Right. And when the when the banks are getting long, whoa, whoa, you're saying the wind is going to be at our backs? Yeah. And they're going to take out the hedge funds when this thing starts going higher? Mm-hmm. You know, because they, they do it constantly. That this is just this has got me sitting here pretty excited about what we're gonna see. So we gotta ride out the storm a little bit. Okay. You got if you're new to the market, lucky you. Otherwise, we'll ride out the storm. If you can buy more, fantastic. But give it a couple months here because I think uh in the next I think by fall things are gonna be pretty crazy mm-hmm. overall when it comes to currencies and equities and the housing market and just the whole everything. Yeah. Is going to be pretty, pretty wild. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. At Guildhall Wealth, we only deal in physical precious metals. We've been talking about the paper market coming down recently because the U.S. dollar's gotten strong. You got these algos. Paper price gets goes start falling. We're not seeing any selling. We know that this is a paper thing, not a physical thing. We can see that because the premiums are rising in in gold and silver. We know that the supplies aren't getting all of a sudden, boom, there's a whole bunch of product available. So, you know, we're going to ride out this storm, love it or hate it. This is where we're at. But moving forward, I think it's going to be very, very exciting. I'm going to stick with that line, Jerry, because that's what I truly believe. Let's talk about registered accounts. Okay. We're not advisors, but we've been doing this for six years in in precious metals, watching people, helping people open their accounts. We help people open their accounts. We help them do their transfers. And then we help them to acquire the physical gold and silver, which then gets deposited right away into their sub-account at a Brinks vault. 
that's fully allocated, segregated, then they can log on to their Quest Trade account and view the holdings, kind of like a stock, but mm -hmm. they know that there's physical product being held at the vault. What do you think in terms of people using RSPs? Now, I know you're not an advisor, but do you think people that there is a benefit to RSPs for people? I certainly do, and I come at it from the angle of currencies, as many people know. Uh, Long-time listeners know that I view this as you know a currency hedge, and especially knowing where we're at right now f financially, economically, globally, there's a major shift in currencies. Um, so you want to be able to do that yourself within the RSP plan because if you're in your 40s and and you know, or 50s and you know when the RSP becomes a registered income fund at the age of 70, 71, they start the government starts to trickle the, your money back to you. Um, and typically how that would work, they would send you in Canadian dollars when you turn 70, so 71. decades from now, 71, they start <clears throat> trickling your money back to you, start giving you payments and income. But what does the loony look like in about 10 to 20 years? Exactly. You don't know if it's, it'll be around. It'll be the, like the dodo bird, just extinct. So, But with Guildhall, we offer you the option now to either take currency or take an in-kind delivery of gold. Because those gold bars that you have in your RSP plan, your silver bars, they were serialized and titled to you, the owner, similar to a vehicle that has a VIN number <coughs> and you have ownership on that car. You have ownership on specific bars. Request bar number one, two, three, four, five. That's coming home to you. And that's your gold bar that you can put either into a TFSA or give it to your give it to your next generations, your grandkids. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, I, I, what I see... In, in, in the registered accounts, why I love physical gold in registered accounts is when I look at RSPs, I say, okay, first we're deferring the tax. I want to give the government, no offense, love the government, yeah. maybe, I roll. Yeah. Uh, I want to give them the least amount possible. So I'm going to defer as much as I possibly can that I can afford, right? Okay, it goes into the RSP. Clock starts ticking. Right. Let's just keep the numbers clean for a second. Sure. Put in $100,000. Let's say it did over a five-year period, whatever it is. Clock is ticking. That 100000 has to buy you $100,000 worth of goods in 20, 30, 40 years. Right. Okay. What is going to do that? Am I going to chase yield in the stock market? Or do I just own gold and silver? Because I show everybody the same chart from goldprice.org. It shows all of the different currencies in the world and how gold just keeps going up in all of them. And in Canadian dollars, it's been two, two years in 15 years where there was a negative uh, return over the year, where gold didn't go quite as, as much. But what that whole chart is showing is that all the currencies are, what you can guarantee is that all these currencies are devaluing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you say, when inflation was at 5% and gold was averaging eight, guess what? Yeah, You're winning. This year... Inflation, I think, is probably closer to 25. When it was, when they were saying it was 5% two years ago, gold went up 35%. Correct. So we're still ahead. And gold's going to do even more catch-up. My point being is that it's about the purchasing power. If you have to beat inflation, a GIC does not beat inflation. An equity that's giving you a 3% dividend right now is not beating inflation. Right. You need something long-term that you can guarantee 
And I know we live in a world where there's no guarantees, but gold has done that in, in perpetuity. It's beat every currency. It's always kept up with inflation. Not not in a one-to-one, a -one, not in a uh, action-reaction binary, binary kind mm -hmm. of way, but over the long term, mm -hmm. it, it starts to do its job. So for me, I know that if I own gold in my RSP, I beat inflation. I For myself, I know that in 20 years, 30 years, I'm going to retain my purchasing power. Mm -hmm. Plus, I not only have to retain my purchasing power, but I need an extra... 20-30% for the tax for the income tax I'm going to pay when I pull it back out. Right. Right? Hopefully, there's no capital, hopefully, hopefully there's no capital gains. There's no capital gains. It's just that it gets added onto your income. Right. So here's the thing. You hope you don't even need it in 20-30 years. You hope you've been a, enough success that you don't even need to pull them. You don't even care that you're paying income tax on the money. Correct. Right? Correct. The other thing is is you're trying to build the wealth over a, a 20-30-40 year period. You've got to start somewhere. And if you don't put it in there, where's the capital? Correct. If you want to build a massive snowball, you got to start with something, right? So start with the gold and start building the massive snowball. Can, can gold beat inflation over the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years? My research over the last 15 years says 100% yes. Mm -hmm. can, it, can it out beat inflation? Again, all the research says yes. Perfect asset to hold. Right. In my opinion, yep. Do the research. Happy to talk to you more. If you don't think I'm 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 making sense, let me know. Mm -hmm. Give me a call. One eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Happy to kind of give you what our strategies are on this. And we know it's not the end all be all. We know it's not a hundred percent precious metals in your portfolio. Although today I think people are pushing past the fifteen percent sure. because options are feel Way like they're past. getting limited. Way past, yeah. But uh but that's that's my that's my uh shtick on RSPs. I've seen it. It's happened in my own portfolio. I've seen it with clients who've been in the market since 2016. Right. Um, you know, the market moves up in these kind of tranches where, you know, those who bought in 2016, 17, 18 are all doing pretty well. Maybe those who bought in 19, 20, 21 are either at par, maybe they're down if they bought recently, et cetera. But there will come a point here, in the, I think, in the next six months where, bang, they're going to be over the top on that and never look back. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That was great, Jeremy. And I believe that a lot of the investors coming on board right now also echo that sentiment. They're more concerned about the return of their money than the return on their money. So right away, the fundamental of you know making sure that you have it later on is ideal. That's the most important thing. But at the same time, you want growth. And when you have stagflation that we're facing, like the 1970s, gold went up eightfold. We have the ability now to, to now position in something that will not only you know, protect your wealth, but propel it and profit for the long haul. This is this is a one of a one in a lifetime opportunity. I believe that we're seeing this type of inflation, and with investable assets now coming out of equities, and that one percent just jumps back into the gold market. This is going to propel not only gold but silver into realms we have never seen. So, gold down today, love it or hate it, this is the best opportunity. Get involved, get in touch with Guildhall. We appreciate your listenership. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The real money show on AM six forty. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.